Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. I'm going to open up my own place. I think that's a great idea. I actually, we got a tweet here officially requesting audio of Common Man's scratch session. It goes a little something like this. What's it sound like? Oh, oh, yeah, right there. No, no, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. All right, do the tenders. Oh. (laughs) Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Leanna Ray on traffic. Five-minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. (laughs) You gotta squat and be ready. (laughs) Balls on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. (laughs) Happy Wednesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have a big three-hour show today. We're back to three hours. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus at 448. Name-dropping with Jeff Rimmer at 534. He is ready. He is bored this week. Yeah, nothing to do all week. Blue Jackets are, are off all week. They play on Friday. Who they got on Friday? Washington? I don't know. I I'm going to say it's Washington. Washington sounds right. If Let's go not, with that. they have to quickly schedule Washington. They're going to play Bradley Beal and the Washington Wizards. Cavs play them tonight. Okay. Surprising. Surprising Wizards. Surprisingly good. Surprising Cavs, too. Right? Surprising two surprising teams playing each other. This will be a lot of fun. I'll be watching. No, you won't. No, I won't. Buckeye basketball survive Akron last night. That was hairy. It was almost uh That was hairy. Almost a disaster oh, at the I, end. That was a total disaster. Oh. Total disaster. Well, here's here's okay, couple thoughts. One, Buckeyes are gonna have to learn how to close out end of half situations and start of game situations. And apparently, because you had this Akron team go on like a fifteen to one run. At the end of the first half and at the start of the second half, when you yeah. combine the yeah. two, that's not great. No. Um, also, you need to be able to avoid foul trouble, which saw again with EJ Liddell, as great as he is. And there is no mistake, they're not even in that game if not for him. No, the entire offense was running through him. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal, but he had to be on the bench for quite a bit at the end of that game. And then, of course, we know he fouled out at the end with a foul that is... <laughs> <laughs> one of the more frustrating plays I've seen as a Buckeye basketball fan where I was speechless when that happened. Not, it's not even look, I don't even put that totally on EJ Liddell, but Chris Holtman at some point you have to, I know coaches go over this constantly. They have their strategies, they have their theories, but you're up three. You can foul a guy and not have him shooting and give him two free throws. Let him hit both of them and then play it out that way. I'd much rather see that than a guy shooting a three. But if you're going to let the guy shoot the three, under no circumstances do you leave your feet or come within like a foot of him. You stay away and let him shoot it. Clear look, 
maybe, you know, go like, like as you are putting your hands up, do whatever you got to do to distract him. Do not jump off of your feet. Leave both feet touching the wood parquet floor. Do not move so you cannot get called for Don't a foul. Don't leave the wood. I'm with you. Here's the other question I have. As good as EJ Liddell was offensively last night, is he one of the five defensive best defensive players that you have on that team? Mm, no, probably. Uh, and he's got he's in foul trouble. One more foul and he's out. Why is he on the floor in that situation? Well, because that's why you have him. You have him out there at the end of a game trying to you're trying, trying to play to, defense, trying to guard guys shooting threes. No, you're trying. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they could have subbed him out. I yeah, guess, it's, of course. The thought is, though, that he's such a good player that he's not going to. That's fine. He's not going to do that. But. Then he fouled out. Yes, and he you did. have a four-point play. Yes, he did, and, and you needed was... complete defensive breakdown and a bucket from Zed Key to beat Akron. Now, yeah. I say beat Akron. That doesn't mean like football beat Akron. Akron basketball, good team last year. We think a good team this yeah, year. Well coached, obviously John Gross, all that stuff. But we, we know if if it's a long season, of course. I don't have to say that over and over again. We all know it because we all watch basketball. But if you're going to play like that. In the Big Ten, you will lose more than you win. You you need something from your guards. All right, I'm not saying they have to be all world beaters and superstars. You got nothing from your guards last night. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, you you had a combined point total from Michi Johnson and Jamari Wheeler of six points. That's not that doesn't in in what combined 60 minutes of play. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, both of them out more than 20, you know, more than half the game they were out there. They were your starters at guard. So, Justin Arns, you're going to need more than seven from him. Like, not every night, but he's got to do a little bit more than that. I mean, yes, hit a couple threes. Those were nice, but largely ineffective. So, th- this is this is the thing we have questioned. Now, I will say a bright spot. One, one, is, one is that end of game play, right? I was curious offensively what this team was doing for large stretches of that game where it did seem like there was just a lot of standing around and waiting. And you see that in the NBA because the guys in the NBA are specialists at isolation. That's what they do. That's why they make their money. Guys in college typically are not as good at that. And that's why you see a little bit more movement, a little more motion, guys cutting to the rim. There were just lots of possessions where I just saw guys kind of standing around and waiting for EJ to do something. And I I hope that's not going to be the plan going forward, but it was great on that inbounds play at the end of the game, right? You get the chance. Great play call. Way it was designed, I, as far as I understand, you know, was for it to go to Branham, and then from there, he has to make a play. Malachi Branham made a tremendously smart play, a great read, and a great pass to help win that game. And then, of course, Zed Key had to catch the pass in traffic and not miss the bunny, which as we've seen, end of game, tight situations, that can happen. So all that had to work to perfection, and it did. That's a positive for me, that they found a way at the end of this game to execute a play and get it done. That was great to see. But why they were in that situation in the first place was frustrating. Yeah, they got some work to do. Well, it's the first, it's first game of the year, right? You got plenty of time to work yes, on it. Yes, they have plenty of time to work on it. And I think I saw this stat yesterday. I think this is right. That Ohio State is the most experienced team in the country when it comes to games played by guys on their team. 
That's the not most surprising. experienced team in the country. A lot of guys here that have played a lot of games. No, I know that, but there's, you know, 300 and something teams in the country. <laughs> well, I know. But okay, it wouldn't surprise me if you said they were in the top 10%, right? Number I mean, one. Yeah, they're number one because they've got a lot of guys who have either been around. Yeah, here's the stat. They've got grad transfers ten, out the wazoo. Yeah. Ten players returned from last year's Ohio State squad. They have over 1,000 combined games played leading the country. Yeah, that sounds about right. Let them live. Yeah, okay, so... Buckeye basketball to start off, I guess my my early takeaway from this team is need to see more on offense than just EJ Liddell. I think Malachi Branham could eventually become that guy. It was his first college basketball game. Played pretty well. I, I would like to, yes, he only had seven points as well, but I think he could have an expanded role on this team. And I think that he already does some things that usually it takes an older player to figure out. He's He's not bad at all. College football playoff rankings, week two. They were released last night. Here's what we have. Georgia's number one, stays the same. Alabama's number two, stays the same. Now we have Oregon at number three. They're up a spot. Buckeyes move in to number four. So if the season ended today, mm-hmm. which it doesn't, Ohio State's in the playoffs at number four. Cincinnati's up a spot to five. Meat Chicken is up a spot to six. Sparty drops four spots. To seven. Oklahoma stays at eight. Notre Dame up a spot at nine, and then Oklahoma State is up a spot to ten. Are you surprised that the Buckeyes moved up a spot in the rankings? Well, not totally, right? Because they had, you know, Sparty up there and they lost. So everybody kind of moved up one that was behind them. It is interesting where they slotted Michigan State, though, right? Because we have the head to head with them and Michigan. We saw that. And they said, yeah, Michigan State were putting behind Michigan. And and wasn't it the logic that was given something along the lines of, well, Michigan State, we just believe Michigan's a more complete team. And it's like, but they just. Yes, I know. I I, I can even understand if you said that about Ohio State, Oregon in the future, because that was week two. This happened like two weeks ago. What are we talking about? As as frustrating as that is, I think it, you know, it. It bothers people because when this committee was first introduced, most of us said, we want a group of football people to watch the games and pick their best teams. Right. Right? Use your eyeballs. Don't worry about what you saw, you know, a couple weeks before. Don't worry about, well, this team beat this team and then lost to this team and do mental gymnastics in your head. We don't want to see that. We want you to sit down and pick the four best teams. And for the most part, they've done that. Now, we may not agree with their four best teams, right. but they, they generally don't really pay too much attention to head-to-head or this team beat this team and that equals X minus plus right. seven. Sure. You know, they, they don't really do any of that. And that's why it's frustrating that, well, because we're trying to get into the minds of other people. It's the logic that they employ when they say things about, and I, I'm not saying this as a sour Buckeye fan. You want to keep Oregon ahead of Ohio State? They played on the field and Oregon won. Cool. Could we argue that now if you play that game, maybe it goes a little different? Sure. We could have that discussion. I don't think it's unfair to have that discussion. And that's what I thought the college football playoff selection committee is having. But they said we take head to head. Seriously, we well, believe see, that's that the matters. problem. That's the problem. And then they go Is right down. What they should do in the top ten. Another two teams are like, oh wait, not not with these two though. That's the problem. The problem is they should release their list and not try and explain it. 
Okay? Right. What they should do is say, all right, here it is, top 25. Why? Because Stone Cold said so. And then that's it. <laughs> yeah. This this is well, the but list. They, but they, again, let's all, and this is, this is the honest truth. I've seen some people saying, why are people mad that, you know, why can't we argue about this stuff? Yeah, you're right. It, it is made for TV. It is made for us to argue about. But let's all just keep in mind that's what we're doing. This is a thought exercise. Yes. This is this is the college football playoff selection committee is saying, what if we told you today who we think is the best? Don't worry. This isn't going to be the final list. We will eventually sort out our thinking a lot more coherently, or we will try when it actually matters. But since this one doesn't matter that much, there's going to be lots of inconsistencies, wild swings week to week. One team's going to go shoot up that's, the that's rankings and go back down the rankings. I know. I'm just, I do understand when people look at it and say, all right, you, you've asked us to take this seriously. We are. Why, why are you doing these things? And their answer really should, you're right. It should just be because we had to fill a show up and this yeah, is what we're ES, doing. And ESPN is, is paying us money to put this on TV. It honestly would not surprise me if Michigan State being ranked lower than Michigan was not a, oh, whoops, we didn't think about that. It's not an oversight. They probably did that on purpose to say, well, what'll get us some conversation this week? Let's see. We can't really jump this team over that. Oh, Michigan, Michigan State. Let's put them right next to each other. See what everybody has to say. Remember, we we talked about this last week, too, where they had like Wisconsin, Purdue, Iowa, all right next to each other. And looky, look again. They've got them all pretty much just right next to each other again because no one knows what to do with that part of the Big Ten. They're just like, ah, oh, all those teams are kind of good, so here they are. Odell Beckham Jr. can sign with anybody as soon as today. Where is he looking? We'll tell you next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from I-71 northbound at 11th Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area, but plan on some residual slowdowns as traffic continues to recover. And more delays expected on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers statement of car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe. Safe Auto. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Hello. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports. And T-Bone has something very important to tell you. Mike, let me tell you this. You are just eight days away from some of the best deals I have ever seen. Connecticut always has great deals on ways to get the funk out of your water, but next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, November 18th through the 20th, it's their pre-Black Friday blowout. Huge discounts on all their water softening equipment, but this is the deal I want people to focus in on because I have people ask me a lot of times, what is it that you have in your house? I'm calling Connecticut. What do you have in your house? What is it that you like? I have the Premier Series water softener. That's one system. Then I also have a K5 drinking water station, Must be nice. which gives me the nice, clean drinking water that eliminates bottled water, all that stuff. It's great. Next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, ConnecticutColumbus.com. See this for yourself. Buy a Premier Series water softener. Get the K5 drinking water station for free. 
There's other deals I could tell you about. They want me to tell you about other deals. I'm ignoring them and telling you that's the deal. That's the thing. You get all the stuff that I have in my house, but then you get it. One of them for free. One of them you pay for. That's a that's an awesome deal. So it's next Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Check it all out. ConnecticutColumbus.com or go see them in person. Canal Winchester, 9765 Basil Western Road. Go see Connecticut next Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Before we talk about OBJ, uh, I saw this Paige Beckers of UConn, women's basketball player, Mm -hmm. best women's basketball player in the country, right? I mean, she won the Wooden Award last year. Sure, I, I... that sounds right. She to me. was a fresh. She was one of the. I think it was. She was the first freshman to ever win it. Yeah, that's pretty great. That's how good she was. She has a large following on social media, and she just got herself a name, image, and likeness endorsement with StockX, which I've never heard of before. But it is a footwear and apparel marketplace. If you are a sneakerhead, that is like one of the places I've heard of that you can go and maybe well, find like old. Jordan's Here's why you've heard of it. Things like that. I mean, the terms were not disclosed as to what she's getting paid for this, but I'm quite sure it's not $5 because the company is valued at $3.8 billion. <laughs> it's so not, It's not a new company. No, people are using it. This is an established business. This is not Tony's Pizzeria down the street. You know, she's going to make some serious cash. Well, we've, this endorsement we've deal. said that name, image, and likeness is one of the ways that you can even the playing field because there are some parts of the country where the women's basketball team is far more popular than the local men's basketball team. You think team. any UConn men are getting this deal? If they, I mean, they might. I, I doubt I bet it, you they're not. Right. I, I'm just saying like that. And that's a big time program. Well, and I'm, uh, there's also parts of the country where like lacrosse is as popular as the football team or whatever, right? Like. There's all kinds of different sports out there that in certain parts of the world are more popular. And certainly that's no different in college sports. So good for her. And I hope she gets more endorsements. I hope a lot of women basketball players are also getting those because I know there's a lot of people who pay attention, watch it, and are interested in it. And that's a market that absolutely exists, just like it does for men's basketball. Odell Beckham Jr. cleared waivers yesterday, so he can sign with anybody starting today. And reports say he is eyeing the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Saints. So let's let's dive into those three options. All right. Uh, Chiefs. They could certainly use the help. You got you got Pat Mahomes. I was going to say, you know what helps? Your quarterback not being broken. Well, right, and I, I don't know. Is he broken or... He's broken right now. Well, that's what I mean. How quick is of he, a fix he is, is, is a, I have no idea. Is this a permanent thing? I know. I'm not saying that. Right. But I'm saying right now, that is not Pat Mahomes. That's an imposter. He's going to rip off his Scooby-Doo mask <laughs> and reveal himself to be someone else. Okay. Because that is not Pat Mahomes. Very much And I don't know case. if OBJ brings back real Pat Mahomes or just sinks this broken version of Pat Mahomes. Well, I don't know. Sinks, again, like let's say he has a terrible rest of the year. Does that mean it's over for Pat Mahomes? No. So I, I think the risk there is minimal because it's you're trying him out for half a year, and if it works and you suddenly click, click, then yeah, bring him back next year. If not, you move on and worry about how to fix Pat Mahomes. The Packers, you know, Aaron Rodgers is very particular about who he wants to throw to. That That's fine. A lot of quarterbacks are. You know, he wanted to go out and get Randall Cobb because he likes looking at him. But, you know, they could certainly use some help. 
at the receiver position. Well, that that you hit the nail on the head. Here's what matters in Green Bay. Not where Odell wants to go, not what the Packers front office wants to do. Does Aaron Rodgers want to play with that guy or not? That's the answer. And yeah. if the answer is yes, then they'll make every effort to get him in. And then there's the Saints. Look, I assume that OBJ is going to have opportunities with a couple different teams. I Don't go to the Saints. I don't know why you'd want to go I, there. I, right. I, other, other than you assume maybe next year they'll fix their quarterback situation, but you may not be there next year. This well, is right. finishing out this year. I don't think they're signing him to a multi-year deal. Right. Maybe, maybe I, I'm I know, wrong. but maybe he's saying, I'd like to go there, establish myself, and then sign in the offseason. Hopefully I can be there you know, for another year okay. or something. I, I know that the report was that he wants to go to a contender, and I guess on paper New Orleans is that because they're 5-3, and three, but they're not. They're not real. This is not a real contender team. They have no quarterback. Jameis Winston is not coming back, and even with him there, what the hell were they? I have no idea. Your quarterback situation right now is Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon. Bad. That's not great. Run from that situation. <laughs> if you I were frustrated with, you. with Baker, trust me, you're going to get frustrated with those two guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would I would think the the best solution, the best situation is to go to the Packers, but they do have quite a few wide receivers who are pretty good. Not that it not that he can't be one of them. Uh the the Chiefs situation's interesting just because we don't know what's happening with Pat Mahomes. Like why is this occurring? Is this in, is this just injury related and once he shakes some of these injuries, he'll be back to normal? I don't know, but if you believe that, maybe that's the spot for OBJ. Is it one is it a team that's not what we just named chiefs saints packers i mean i have i don't know what motivates them right i mean it's not about i wouldn't it's not about money he's getting money from the browns either way so it's about going somewhere where you can compete and if that's where he's honing in on again two of those three sound like still they could be competitors i don't know what the saints are this year a pac-12 football team not following the rules details next common man and t-bone on the fan Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for residual slowdown to I-71 northbound at 11th Avenue. An earlier accident has been cleared from the roadway, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. No more delays expected on southbound 71 between 670 and East Broad Street. Plan about a five-minute delay. Start big report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. Rumpke is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up. Drivers can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible their first year. Drivers are home daily, receive great benefits and more than $10,000 in bonuses. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employment. Your restrictions apply. Only an array with fan traffic. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Go to wherever you get your audio. Podcasts. Music services, doesn't matter. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You will see our cartoon faces pop up. Click subscribe. Every single show will come right to your device free of charge. And if you enjoy us, leave us a five-star review. Even if you don't enjoy us, leave us a five-star review. Just help us out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, What did I tease? A Pac-12 football team not following the rules. Some bad stuff happening with Cal football. Yeah, well, it's impacting the schedule for this weekend. USC-Cal game is uh, postponed as of last night, according to Cal. So they're not canceling it? They're no, they're playing it, it December 4th, I believe. They is, is the scheduled make-up date for that. So that's a day after the conference title game. So 
whatever. I mean, I don't think it will matter as far as the standings, but at any case... Both of those teams will right. not be playing well, in that. Welcome to the Pac-12 and welcome to those two teams. But in either case, uh, they now have at the Cal program 44 COVID positives on the football team. Uh, the local government there it, in Berkeley is instituting different rules than what you're seeing around most of the country. They still have pretty strict requirements on if you have a workplace where you have X number of people, this is the type of testing you have to do. These are the thresholds you have to meet. And if you don't meet them, things can't go on. Cal apparently has been, the players have been frustrated by this. They openly were complaining last week when they played Arizona. And that has now led to, the local government there apparently issuing a scathing response, Berkeley Public Health ripping the team now because last week they were basically saying, this is stupid. Why do we have to do this? We're all vaccinated. Who cares? Let us play the game the way we want. We don't. We shouldn't have to do all this testing. Cal, the Berkeley health people came back and said, actually, it looks like you haven't been doing the testing because now you have 44 people positive. And due to that, they cannot play this weekend. They cannot field a team. Now, most of those who are affected are, of course, asymptomatic, which is good for the students, but still, it's a big outbreak, and it's causing them to have a problem. So, maybe next time, they said that the testing was not being done weekly. Pac-12 recommends weekly testing to stay on top of this stuff and prevent outbreaks like this. They apparently were ignoring that guidance and said, yeah, we don't need to. We don't care to. I was on the Twitter machine last night. And I saw a tweet from Adam Schefter come in, and he was talking about how Dalvin Cook, Vikings running back, is the victim of extortion and domestic violence. Yep. So I'm like, oh, well, that's that's quite a thing. Pretty interesting story, let me, right? Let me look into that. And he very mel very may well be the victim here. But the story has a little bit more nuance than what was first reported last night. Yeah, so the way Adam Schefter tweeted this to that point, I have the tweets here. He said, Minnesota Vikings running back Dalvin Cook is is the victim of domestic abuse and extortion. There's pending litigation, according to his agent, Zach Hiller. Which is kind of a weird... Like, instead of saying... It is a weird way to present the story. Dalvin Cook's agent says, blah, 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 blah. He puts it out there that he's a victim. This happened. And then at the end says, according to this guy, uh, who has a vested interest in Dalvin Cook's career, it should be noted. He then followed that up with another tweet where he said an incident occurred over one year ago when a female U.S. military sergeant used a stolen garage door opener to enter Cook's home and attack a guest of Cook's and Cook per his agent. Military sergeant maced Cook directly in his eyes immediately upon illegally entering Hiller's set. So again, like Shefty is just Mr. Editor this He's doing that again, where he's just letting the agent write the story and parroting it as opposed to... Yeah, none of that is from a police report. That's from no. Dalvin Cook's agent directly. Right. And and so that's weird because usually the way reporters do this is they say, you know, these are the allegations. These are being denied. You decide what's what, but here's the story. Instead, he starts with the person being accused and gives their defense of it. Before you even really know what the story is. So here's the actual story. Uh, there's a lawsuit that's been filed by a former girlfriend who says that Dalvin Cook abused her, right. caused a concussion during an altercation at his home last year. No one disputes there was an altercation at the home last year. 
It's just who did what and what started what, and that's what's in dispute. This all comes from the Star Tribune of Minneapolis, where apparently they have real journalists working, not guys who just take what an agent says and throw it out to millions of followers. The newspaper reported that the woman filed a lawsuit in Dakota County District Court. Apparently, that is the case that she says she was at his house, and then this altercation occurred. He is contending she illegally entered his home, attacked him, and I guess also held him at gunpoint? Uh, she, meanwhile, her name is Gracelyn Trimble, the woman making these allegations, and she did identify herself. Uh, she is a sergeant in the U.S. Army. That is That part is accurate. Uh, the newspaper said that according to the lawsuit, she flew to Minnesota to break up with Cook and get her belongings from his home when things allegedly turned violent. So you can, like, again, did she illegally enter his home? Did she have a garage door opener because well, she's we, an ex-girlfriend and they were we breaking have, up? We have no idea. It's that's, that's, that's a hard thing to parse Normally... Right there. When these stories are presented, because the reason why this is a story is because the lawsuit became public, right? Yeah. You you mentioned the lawsuit. This is what the lawsuit is alleging. And then there's room for the attorney's comment. Or the agent and, or whoever. The, yeah. the agent's comment and Dalvin Cook's version of what went down. It's just odd to start your reporting with Dalvin Cook was the victim of extortion. Right. And like your base. And I know he at the end says, according to his attorney. And it's like, yeah, according to everyone's attorney, they didn't do it. Like, what are we talking about? That's just ever. I, I don't know. It's just a weird journalistic decision by Adam Schefter. We know why he did it that way. This is not this is not Schefter's attempt to, hey, man, he's innocent until proven guilty. So what's the difference if I start with his side of the story as long as I give the full side of the story? That's not why you're doing it. You are doing it because you have information relationships with these attorneys and agents representing these players. Right. That's why you're doing it. Yeah. So this is this is to further the other side of this story. Gracelyn Trimble says that she received a concussion, left a scar on her face. And she was taken through hell, is what she described to the Star Tribune. Right, I don't know her either. She could be full of crap. I I don't know. Now, Dalvin Cook could be full of crap. Yeah, apparently the newspaper said that when she got into the house, that is when she was attacked. She then used mace on him before going into his bedroom, grabbing his gun and calling a friend for help, leading the running back to attack her with a broomstick, she alleges. Now, again... His version is, she walked into my house, maced me, and then held me at gunpoint. She's saying, yes, I maced him and held him at gunpoint after he assaulted me because I broke up with him. So this this is going to be very difficult to parse. What I would say to anyone who will say, ah, she she's lying, he's lying. No criminal charges were filed either way, right? So if, you wanna, if you're inclined to believe that, oh, well, if she was abused, she would have gone to the police. Well, Dalvin Cook is saying he was abused, and he also did not go to the police. So... There's no real easy way to answer this. Adam Schefter should know better to then to report this as clearly this happened according to his attorney and not or his agent and not say here are both sides to this. Who knows, man? It's a domestic dispute and this one is really tough to figure out. Were cops called on that evening? Did they show up? No, it says no. Well, I I don't. Let's see here. Because sometimes cops are called and they don't they don't charge anybody. It says there were no. All it says here, no criminal charges were filed. Oh no, no criminal charges were filed, and police were not contacted at the okay. time of the altercation. All right. So make of that what you will. It, it's a headache for him. 
Well, it, all right. It, if, if he didn't do it, when, yeah. Well, whether he did it or not, it's right. still a headache for him because it's midway through his season. Yeah, right. Of course, I'm not saying it shouldn't be a headache for him. Yeah, if, he if did he's it, guilty right. of these of things, but either way, now he's got to deal with this. Yeah, in the NFL, you're going to be shocked by this. Had a big old no comment. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll have a very quick and speedy <laughs> investigation of their own. Yeah, it's just weird because again, with these situations, man, Dalvin Cook will be on a football field, and you'll have to make decisions about how you feel about that. But that's the reality we're faced with. Pushing and shoving in the NBA may lead to an international incident. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for heavy slowdowns on I-71 northbound after 670. A disabled vehicle blocks the left lane. Traffic is bumper to bumper from 670 in this area. Police on scene trying to get things cleaned up. A plan on some heavy slowdowns in the meantime. Traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Connect is innovative tools for small business and tech so you can work or learn from anywhere. Right now, save up to $50 on select Apple AirPods. Explore what's new at your local Staples or staplesconnect.com. And it's on the 20th limit, too. While supplies last, Staples Connect, the working and learning store. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Man is angry, bone is fat. They are both also those other things. This is Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. On campus, coming up one hour from now, name dropping with Jeff Rimmer in the 5 o'clock hour. Now, what do I have? You got all kinds of drama. Well, we have drama in the NBA, which you know I'm I'm a big fan of the NBA. But I'm also a fan of international relations. And we could have an issue here with some scary Eastern European dudes. Yeah, so this so Nikola Jokic is uh a big mang, big big player for the Nuggets, great player, one of the best players in the NBA. Not a dude I would mess with like at all. I don't think many people would mess with him. Markeith Morris from the Miami Heat decided to mess with him the other night. They were playing a game. He's an instigator. Right? Yeah. Likes to push people's Morris, buttons. Morris twins have been known as instigators. Markeith Morris certainly is not above that. This was a situation, Mike, where they are running. The Nuggets get out a little bit on a kind of half fast break. Like Jokic grabs the ball off a rebound from a heat miss, starts going up to court, and it's like a, it's developing into something, right? It looks like it could be an easy bucket. Well, Markeith Morris decides to foul Nicole Jokic right at midcourt. But he doesn't just like, you know, put his arm over, you know, his arms or, you know, give him a kind of a whiff. He runs square into him and kind of gives him a little elbow shot at the end as they're doing this. And so he hits Jokic, knocks him back, whistle blows. Markeith Morris turns his back, starts heading towards free throw line because he knows they're going to, you know, go down to that end. Well, Nikola Jokic gets up and goes shoulder charge right into the square of his back, right under his neck. Like, his neck snaps back pretty violently. He hits the ground hard. He wasn't pleased. Jokic is, again, is a big dude. And and they're all big dudes. They're in the NBA. But he did not take kindly to that. So that has led to now what we have, which is Jokic got suspended for a game for that. Uh, Markeith Morris got a fine, as did Jimmy Butler. More on why that happened in a second. But uh, Nikola Jokic's brothers were also big dudes. They decided to get on Twitter and go after uh, Marcus Morris, who is Markeith Morris's brother. So 
brothers of these guys are now feuding on Twitter. Marcus Morris said Joker waited until his back was turned, duly noted. You know, saying that he his brother got a cheap shot from Nikola Jokic in response. So now the Jokic brothers said, you do not want to mess with us. We will be there to defend our brother. Name a time and place. You don't want to mess with these guys, man. I'm just telling you, like... You don't mess with Eastern European dudes. No, no, you don't. This is this is all this is all not looking like good news for anybody involved. So after this game, this was interesting too. If you watch this little scuffle happen, you saw the Heat players instantly run over and do like the thing that most teams do when there's a fight. They did it ninety eight percent of the way, where they got right up to like, "Hey, man!" and then they were like, "Ah." It's Nikola Jokic, and he does not look happy. And then they were like, ah, how's 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 Marquise doing down there? Like, they just went right over to Marquise Morris, and were like, ah, let's focus on the injured player instead. And then after everyone got separated, Jimmy Butler, 70 feet away, is like, meet you out back. I'll see you out back. And it's like, whoa, is he yelling that at Nikola Jokic? Again, big dude, scary dude. I don't know that I'd be yelling that at him. Turns out now that is not what was happening. Jimmy Butler was yelling at a... Nuggets coach to say, I didn't like how you handled the separation of the brouhaha. <laughs> like none of the Jimmy heat. Butler's no idiot. What I'm telling you is none of the heat players who I, I think they're one of the most physical teams in the NBA. None of them wanted a piece of Nikola Jokic, like not before the game, not during the game, not after the game. So just circle your calendars. Next time those two teams play. Now he's got his brothers on the case too. They've they've joined Twitter. They literally joined Twitter. Do they live in the United States? The brothers? I don't know. Uh, the Jokic brothers is is actually you can go follow them online. It's just at Jokic brothers. They currently have one. Fo- they follow one person, and I'm going to guess. I haven't looked. I'm going to guess it's Nikola Jokic. I, I was going to say they follow Leanna Ray. They have forty nine point seven thousand followers in like two days. So let them live. Leanna pissed me off last night too. Why? So she t- she was eating pizza last night. I forget okay. I forget the name of the place she was eating pizza, but she took a pizza or a picture of the pizza box and said the best pizza in Detroit. Click box. I don't need to see a picture of the box, Leanna. <laughs> Show me a picture of the pizza. Show me the pizza. Yes. I want to see what you're eating because on the box it said like originator of stuffed pizza. In oh, Detroit. Okay. I right. have an image of what stuffed pizza is from Chicago, but I don't know what the hell Detroit stuffed pizza is, and now I'll never know because she didn't take a picture of it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, just, did she delete this, by the way? Because I don't see it up no, I here. I think she just sent it to me. Oh. Well, then there you go. Oh, no, here it is. I see it. Oh, she, she's tweeted it at you. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Tweeted it at me is what I meant. Tanya's. Tanya's. Here's what I know about Tanya's, uh, family owned pizzeria. It is less than three blocks away from where Leanna lives. Because there's no chance she's she traveled never, anywhere. She doesn't go anywhere. She says it's the best. Okay. Said it's the best damn pizza in all of even, Metro Detroit. We can't. <laughs> that to me includes suburbs. When you say Metro Detroit, we can't. You're right. That's it. Metro Detroit is a. That, that includes like Toledo, I think. Toledo's included in that somehow. Get the hell out of here. South Bend. That's right. It's, <laughs> you go to South Come Bend. On. That's Metro Detroit and Metro Chicago. All the UPers are saying, oh, yeah, Tanya's <laughs> yeah. pretty cold up here in the UP. Yeah, that's right. They're a, they're a Sault Ste. Marie. They, I don't know why they sound like Sault that. Sault Ste. Marie? Is that, is that UP? Yeah. Is that up there? I think it is. No, Marquette's up there. Oh, Marquette is UP? 
Yeah, I, is it? I you could be. I don't know. Marquette, Michigan. I where don't know Steve where anything. I, from? I listen. Mooch I don't and know Izzo? anything about Michigan geography Mooch other than an Izzo, a glove, I, or a mitten. I know about the Michigan mitten. I know where Detroit is, and I know there's a part of it that's really Wisconsin. That for years of my life I thought was Wisconsin, but it's not. It's the UP. It's the UP, right? I got to get up there. I've heard it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, what's stopping you? I don't know. Reality. I just. <laughs> Where you're like, I gotta get up there, and it's like, well, go to go this weekend. A, I no. don't have a place to go once I get up there. Yeah, they don't have like Airbnbs or hotels or anything. No, probably nothing. No commerce, nothing. But here's the deal, though. Like, I, I you know, I'm not an you outdoorsy have to get there guy. On a sled dog, and so you pack your own food. When I get up there, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna sit in a chair and watch TV. <laughs> what else am I gonna you do? You could watch the giant if you stay near the lake. You could watch the giant freightliners that travel through the Great Lakes. I'm sure they go right past there. They do? Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's snow, true. It's snowing up there now. Mm, this is good. You're going to give us a weather report? Hey, bring your hard tack when you get up there. You can't just eat anything because there's no food up there. There's I, no I hotels. Guarantee you, if I get to Tanya's, I'll take a picture of the actual pizza and not just the box. <laughs> this is the best. Look at my box. <laughs> uh, it's Tanya Harding's. Speaking of Tanya's. Hey, not spelled the same way, but yeah, there you go. It's Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan all over again. We'll explain coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Maybe I like to keep some mystery in the world. Watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the right lane of I-71 northbound after 670. Traffic is stop and go from East Broad Street as they continue to get things clear. Police and wrecker on scene right now blocking that right lane. Plan about a 10-minute backup in this area. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumkey Waste and Recycling. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up. Drivers can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible their first year. Drivers are home daily, receive great benefits and more than $10,000 in bonuses. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. Join the fan for the Ozone tailgate on lane for the best game day tailgate in town. Catch the pregame show with Matty Ice and Tyvis Powell. Listen to live music and watch the game if you're not headed inside. Bring... What? Huh? Be sure to Be bring sure. cash. Bring cash. Cash. To your house? No. Oh, no, no, no. To the tailgate if you want to purchase some of your favorite tailgate refreshments. Mm. Like a peanut butter milkshake. What I heard you say is football parking lot hooch and sign me up. Hooch. Oh, the hooch. Ozone Tailgate hooch. on Lane is sponsored by Kohler and Buckeye Power Sales, White Claw, your local Columbus Hyundai dealers, and Jack Daniels. See you on Saturday. I'm excited tonight. OSU women opening up the season tonight against Buck Cherry. Cocaine and hookers. All hanging out at the oh, Value yeah. City Arena. I mean, I know you don't typically play your best competition right at the start of the season, but it seems odd to schedule an aging, terrible rock band from the early 2000s. Hey, man. Hey, man. I don't know what they're doing tonight, but it involves blowing booby tassels. <laughs> you mean Buck Cherry? Yeah. I don't know what they're doing either. Bucknell is who they're playing. Bucknell, Buck Cherry. What's same, the difference? Same difference. Same. Sure, same what's difference. the difference? One's a... You know, institution of higher learning. The other one is a bunch of guys who are doing things. 
What did I tease? Oh, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. There is a bizarre situation involving women's soccer in France. So Paris Saint-Germain, that is a huge team in the world of soccer. And in Europe, the way it works is if you want to have like other things other than a men's soccer team, they also are called Paris Saint-Germain, if that's who the club has, right? So you have a women's team for Paris Saint-Germain, just like you have a men's team. Uh, so they are the champions of France on the women's side. They play very well. They're one of the best teams in Europe in women's soccer. So one of their players, Kira Hamarawi. My gal. My gal. My gal. She was one of the team's new signings, and she had gone out. They had you know, celebrated a bit. Team was in a good mood, I guess, because they just won this tournament. Well, she was asked by a teammate, Aminata Diallo, if Kiara Hamarawi would like a ride home. So Kiara says, "Sure, I'll take the ride home." Yeah, Aminata, thanks for the thanks for the offer. Maybe That's really she nice. Been drinking. Uh, it's well, carp. They they said in this story that they both lived in Chateau, upscale suburb on the outskirts of Paris. Let them live. Hi. Right. So they're driving home. Suddenly, around ten thirty, as they approached Hamarawi's house. A car, another a group of men approached the car. Two masked men came out and dragged Hamarawi out of the passenger seat. Terrifying. Oh, no. I, I can't. It would be a terrifying experience, right? Dragged her out of the passenger seat and then proceeded to beat her with a metal bar for several minutes, oh. paying particular attention to her legs. And when this all ended, the man ran off. Uh, Diallo, who had been restrained by the men, was not harmed. So her teammate who offered her a ride, they get carjacked. The girl who's getting the ride gets beaten up. The passenger. The passenger. Yes. The driver gets held back but does not get beaten. And they well, don't take the car. They don't take the car. They just they they literally decided to open the doors, beat one of the two occupants in the car and then run away and that's what happened. Well, as it turned out, now uh the woman who the the player who gave the ride, Eminata Diallo, she is now a suspect in the attack. French police Oh no. <laughs> French police arrested the 26-year-old Diallo at her home and confirmed in a statement that her detention was related to Hamarawi's complaint, though they did not explicit, explicitly yet link Diallo to the assault and refused to comment for the record. However, the French sports daily, L'Equipe, which is their equivalent of ESPN or Sports Illustrated, like they, they break a lot of these stories. They reported the arrest and said that Diallo may have played a role in the attack on Hamarawi. They both play a similar position. Oh, and it's when about Ham- playing time. When Hamarawi could not play because of these injuries, guess who got to play more? Mm. Diallo was then asked, you know, hey, you're the next woman up. Come on in. You're playing. So this is just... Imagine that. Two teammates, and one of them has apparently conspired to hire, not hitmen, but assaulters? I don't know what you call hitmen who don't kill someone. Thank God she wasn't killed. But... Yeah, they, she hired goons to come and beat up her teammate that she gave in. Like she, It's very suspect that she gave her teammate a ride in her car. The two men approached the car and only pulled out one suspect or one, one other person and beat them, not the other person. It's very weird. Here's what I have to tell you. Never accept a ride home from Chops. Because <laughs> if you're out, he's filling in. <laughs> 
You're telling me if I come outside and I see all four of my tires slashed and he's like, hi, <laughs> I'm here. Oh, let me take you home. J-Lo is nowhere in sight. I'm like, I live in Marysville. You live two oh, minutes I'm from on the, the station. Way. I'm going. I, you live two minutes from here. I, no, I live, I'm heading out there. For, <laughs> I got a Moose Lodge meeting in Belfound. <laughs> it's on the way. Yeah, so uh, again, there will be more of this coming around, right? Like there, there will be more to this story. But yeah, it's terrible. That's a terrible, horrible, that awful is, story. That is Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding, all over again. Yeah, because she, I mean, Tanya Harding paid Jeff Galuli and a couple other people to, yeah, do the deed. Mm-hmm. Very bad. Uh, Manning cast. We did not have it on Monday Night Football this week, but a couple weeks back, we saw Eli Manning flipping the double bird on TV. Which they then came out and apologized for. But you and I said, what's the big deal? First of all, I, I don't see the big deal with finger gestures on TV. Yeah, I mean... Four-year-olds are flipping I, a double bird. Who the hell cares? I don't know. I don't know why we're not okay with just out-and-out out swearing, but that's another conversation all right. the day. But especially the middle finger for two seconds... What's the difference? When you're telling a story it's, about right. getting the middle finger from like kids when you go to like, well, he was talking about the Eagles game, right? Saying that that's yes. what happened when he goes to Philadelphia. I, I'm not saying that Eli should just whip it out on TV. I mean, Ugh. we we do have decency. That would be different. But little double bird never hurt anybody. We found out that the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, got three complaints about that incident. All right. Which I always... I always find astonishing that people have the time to do this, to actually be so offended. First of all, they're watching the Manning cast of yeah, Monday Night Football. That's true. It's not like we interrupt church TV and then it's Eli Manning giving the double bird, <laughs> because then I can see those people saying, I didn't sign up for this. I mean, you're watching dudes just sit around telling football stories. Perhaps in the back of your mind, that could be a thing that happens. Somebody says something. It is live TV. But they decided to not just be offended and turn off the TV, but to actually contact the federal government and say, I'm offended. What are you going to do about this? And you know what the federal government said? Thanks for calling. It's cable. We, nothing, have, nothing we have nothing to, to do, with, to do that. with it. Right. Now, That's- look, if I come on this show. And say, effity, F, 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 F you. Most people would say, what a terrible show. I'm never listening again. Right. Turn the radio off. Right. But if you did decide to complain about me, it would have merit. Because I'm using federal airwaves right here. Yeah, these are public airwaves. We have an FCC license. They can theoretically take that away from any FCC license station, TV, radio, or otherwise. But cable is different. Cable can show nudity. It can swear. Most often they they don't because these individual channels and companies have decency rules. But they are not governed by the FCC. They can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I don't think most people realize. But yeah, ESPN could, if they wanted to, show technically. Now, it would be bad for their parent company yes it would be bad but for their eli, stockholders eli could dong it up they, yes they could the, the manning cast could be completely nude they could stand there in the nude just wearing football helmets and that's it like your guy brewers reliever what's his face curtless curtless scanic who was running on a treadmill when you took a tour of their facility they could literally have them running on a treadmill naked with football helmets on going oh yeah this is a pretty great pass there what you think eli and he's like, yeah, I'm getting it. I guess it is. What's going on? A little cold over there? And then that's it. That could be their show. 
ESPN could air that, and there's no legal issues with what's happening given they're not on the FCC. But that wasn't a doink. That was a dong. They probably don't get a lot of love from Disney after that, and they probably don't get to do that anymore. I'm just saying there's two types of people in this world. There's the I need to talk to the manager people, and then there's the people who just leave and never come back. True enough. I, I am the person who just leaves. I unfortunately married the I have to talk to the manager person. <laughs> well, I think there's sometimes reasons to be both. Some days, some days there's just you can tell this person is having a bad day. This is an issue. It's not worth getting them in trouble because you can tell they've spilled nine drinks and they're just something's off with this server. Let's say you're at a restaurant, right? Especially nowadays where, you know, servers are working out of their minds. But there's also times where you might say, this is the sixth time I've come to this place and I always have some kind of weird or bad experience. I'm going to let the person know who owns this place. Hey, you might want to fix something because you're going to lose customers. Me being one of them. I can see. No, I just leave. I know you do. And I've, ta- I've talked my wife out of it, too, because, you know, when we first started dating, that was it was all the time. I'm going to say something. Don't say anything. Let's just go. <laughs> we'll talk with our dollars and not come back. But then how are they going to know? They don't care. Because if they cared, it wouldn't be like this. That's a good point. Or or they just don't know. But, you know, either way, that's capitalism for this you, right? This place smells like the monkey house. Well, they work here. Well, I guess so. I guess that's what's going they on. They clearly don't care about the smell, so let's just go. <laughs> I just, I want to cut out all the aggravation. I cannot imagine seeing something, oh, Eli Manning flipped the double bird. Ah, my five-year-old's in the room. That's a little uncomfortable. Let me change the channel. Yeah. Now, like, or, I'm Googling FCC address and writing a complaint. Who cares? I mean, my parents were pretty stickler about what was on TV. We had lots of channels blocked on our cable package that i was not allowed to watch what channels were blocked like mtv that was blocked e vh1 (laughs) yeah because occasionally rivers i don't trust her (laughs) that fashion police back when they played music videos on at least like vh1 and mtv you might occasionally see like women in bikinis or something like that and that was a no-no so that was just not allowed i figured out how to get around it very quickly but anyway the point is my parents who were very stickler for all that stuff, they did not ever, as far as I know, send any letters to the FCC. They just changed the channel, wouldn't watch it, all that stuff. So I'm I'm with you. I'm trying to envision who it is that's like getting that worked up and saying, I'm going to actually write a letter. It's hereditary, too. My, my, uh, my wife's grandfather, he has since passed, but in his older age, he would spend half his day calling the 800 numbers like on a Tostitos bag. Really? Just to let him know his thoughts on the product. I loved those calls when I was in customer service. It's like, there's nothing I can do about this guy except let them rant. And so then at the end, it's like, all right, well, did you get the no, whole He passed along good comments, too, though. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's nice. I liked those, too, when I worked in customer service. Those were also great. Because then I can just sit there and be like, all right, I'll take this for four minutes, and there we go. I bought a jar of paste salsa and it said mild but it was a little too spicy for me i just wanted to pass it along to you (laughs) so it's not even that he was mad it's just that i want to fix this for you you should know that's right for me this was a little spicy and so when Kristen default to that and and oddly enough i'm the one that gets paid to complain yeah you do on the radio they pay me to throw fits and complain she just does it for free 
and I got to talk her out of it. <laughs> because you know me in, in everyday life. Oh, yeah. I don't say a damn thing. You're not going to go out and. I don't like confrontation. No. I don't, I don't want, I'll just leave. I'll just go away and never come you back. You do that sometimes in conversations where people are starting to have an argument. And I'll see on your face, you're like, wah, 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 and then it's just like, Mike's leaving. Mike's walking away from this because you're uncomfortable. Like, you know, I don't think the 86 Mets were as good as you do, T Bone. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. And then it's like, Mike's like, wah, 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 like he's gone. <laughs> there's there's actually a just, song that yeah, plays. He's just like, he gets there's a look on audible, his face where it's an like, audible song. His face says void right across the front of it, and he just walks away. It's like he's not going to like this next 30 seconds where we argue. A big name could be in the running for the TCU football job. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find a disabled vehicle still being worked on on I-71 northbound after 670. Traffic is slow from I-70 in this area. And an accident with injuries on Wilson Road north of Sullivan Avenue. There are emergency crews on scene. Please be very careful over here. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers a statement of car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe. Safe Auto. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Wednesday. On campus, all the news and notes you need coming up at 448. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer in the 5 o'clock hour. Fan poll, 971thefan.com. Which game on Ohio State's football schedule makes you the most nervous? Purdue, Michigan State. Or at Michigan, uh, well, it's it's a toss up for me. All of these are important, and you can lose all of these games. They can lose to Purdue this weekend, even though I don't think they will. They can. They certainly can lose to Sparty. How many times have Sparty come in here and just broken our hearts? Sure, they can do it again. Especially if their defense decides to show up and they run the football, which we know they can. And then at Michigan, I, I don't care where it is. Michigan here, there, it always makes me nervous. Even when logic tells you, I forget the year. It was one of the years where, you know, Buckeyes won this game by 30 points or something like that. Going into it, I was terrified. Everybody here at the radio station said, you're stupid. They're going to win by 30. Buckeyes are awesome. Michigan's terrible. I forget the year. It was within the last 10 years. And I said, I don't care. I'm still nervous. And even watching that game in a 30-point blowout game, I was still nervous watching it. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I think it just is, depending on when you grew up and when you started watching that game. Exactly. If exactly. you are under probably 25, maybe even under 30, you probably don't have a ton of vivid memories of Ohio State just shooting themselves in the foot, getting tripped up literally on the field and also figuratively in that game. So maybe it doesn't feel that way for a lot of people. For me... Being almost 40, that's like my entire childhood is Ohio State having really great seasons coming into that game and tripping over against teams sometimes that weren't ranked, weren't any good, weren't going anywhere, didn't deserve to be in the game at all. And Michigan found a way. So I, I will always have that game as the game that I will be most nervous for heading into it, regardless of the records, not just because throw the records out in a rivalry game, but because if you lose to Sparty, you lose to Purdue. Your season's over as far as national championship aspirations, of course. Same if you lose to Michigan. Difference is 
There's an extra layer you to it. You lost to Michigan, and yeah. now you got to hear about it. And yeah. do you not think we're going to hear about it whenever that day comes? If it ever comes again. Oh, of course you're going to hear about it. The amount of built-up, finally, that we're going to hear from Michigan fans, like, they're going to be out of their minds. There will be people driving down here in caravans to tell us how awful Ohio State is and how much we suck. You think this rivalry needs to be reinvigorated? One time losing to Michigan will do that for you. Don't worry. it'll it. They will be all over it if they find a way to win. Speaking of Michigan, I'll get to this TCU story in a second, but I saw Harbaugh on Monday saying that he had communication with the Big Ten and the Big Ten admitted to officiating mistakes in that loss to Michigan State. He said, as we all expected and we all saw, mistakes were made. That was the response from the conference he's talking about. Yeah, they made a mistake. Now, there's two calls in particular that he has a big problem with. There was the fumble touchdown, which was called back, which he has a problem with. That would have been a touchdown for Meat Chicken. Right. Called back. And there was a bad pass interference call late in that game that he thought was terrible. What I find interesting, I can't believe I'm going to stick up for Harbaugh on this, because after Harbaugh came out and said all of this, there were tweets, reporters who cover these things. This one's from uh, Rainer Sabin. I don't know him or her. A person in the Big Ten office with direct knowledge of correspondence between Jim Harbaugh and the conference told the free press Harbaugh received a formal response to his questions about officiating in MSU loss, but wouldn't confirm or deny Harbaugh's account of the correspondence. The person in the Big Ten office was also a little surprised Harbaugh made public comments about the correspondence slash conversation because confidentiality exists there. Well, it shouldn't. If you if you have the league getting in touch with coaches, admitting to egregious officiating errors that may have swung a football game, the league shouldn't be embarrassed when those errors are outed by the coach. Well, let me ask you this. Does your opinion change? Because I, I saw that and initially said, yeah, that's BS. Harbaugh should be allowed to talk about this. It's stupid the Big Ten says that. Do you feel any differently because there was another thing that I saw that that mentioned that the only reason that this dialogue exists is because it was understood by all parties, or at least it's supposed to be, that we will explain ourselves to you. You can have an open dialogue with the officials. They will get back to you. This will be responsive, and you will at least get to understand what happened even if you disagree. Yes, I understand. As long as you keep your goal. mouth shut. But I the, got it. Basically saying, if if you don't agree to confidentiality, then we don't do this. But that's and BS. And we never talk to you about it. And we just say that, well, that's called cool. Too bad, they, Harbaugh. They should do it because they care about their fans and they care about trans... trans uh, what the hell's the Transparency. Name? Transparency. That's what I'm yes. looking for. That's why they should do it. I, I'm, I'm not, not disagreeing. Not to keep secrets with the millionaire coaches. Like, I, I see that side of it, and I also see a little bit of the side of, we did agree. You know, like, in this business, right, there are people, and I would like, in a perfect world, I would like it if every time Adam Schefter heard a bit of news, he tweets it. Every time uh, Jay Glazer gets a bit of news in the NFL, you know, Adam Rittenberg, our guy we talked to, all these guys, they trade in information, right? Sometimes they are told things that they'll be told in confidence where they'll say, Hey man, just FYI, be aware. 
Big news coming out of a Big Ten school. Coach is getting fired today. You probably know who it is. I can't say, but it's legit. Be watching for it. And so then that allows, you know, Rittenberger, whoever, to write that story. I understand what you're saying. In a perfect world, he would instantly go, I believe this is happening because I just got told this. But if someone tells you it's in confidence, that's where I struggle. I I, I know, I get it. But why should it have to be that way? It shouldn't. In a perfect world, the Big Ten Conference should come out and say, we made a mistake here, here, and here. And we're going to make sure we don't do that again. We're going to work hard to make sure we don't do that again. Let me sum up my feelings better. Maybe it should be that the McRib is around all year long. We all agree on that. Okay. But if Jim Harbaugh goes into a McDonald's in July and is like, damn it, give me a McRib. And then like screams at a person for five minutes. I think that's wrong too. Like, I don't disagree that the McRib should be there. I don't disagree with your world that you're talking about, but Harbaugh does know the world and does know right, the it rules. It boils down to this. I hate officiating more than I hate Jim Harbaugh. That's what it, I, that's what it boils down to. And I'm at like a 50-50. And I'm, I'm very excited when the hypocrisy of the officiating and this league well, and is it, exposed. It, this, is, this is all true. Regardless of how you feel about that, it was egregious mistakes that cost Michigan a game. So that is true, and there's no denying it. All right, I'm going to tell you about this big name and the TCU job. I promise Herb T-Bone's going to kick me in the sack. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident involving injuries on Wilson Road north of Sullivan Avenue. Emergency crews are on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but traffic is still stop and go in this area. And still watching a disabled vehicle on I-71 northbound after 670. Still working to get this one clear from the roadway. Traffic is backed up to 670. Traffic report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. And Napa, when it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. From next day delivery to curbside pickup to getting involved in their local communities, get the parts you need when you need them. That's Napa know-how. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. On campus, all the news and notes you need coming up at 448. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer in the 5 o'clock hour. All right. So the TCU football job is open. Gary Patterson is gone. Report says... Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, is in the running for the TCU job. He's in his first full year at Jackson State, where the team is 8-1. and one. Uh, Okay. Look, if, if Deion Sanders is committed, right? Like, he's committed, and he's going to work those hours, and he's a coach now. He's just not doing this as a hobby then that's a good get for TCU because Coach Prime can recruit. Well, that's that's the name of the game, right? I think if if people are saying, well, I don't know what, you know, Deion Sanders has not gone up the, you know, ladder of became like a linebacker coach and then coached a secondary and then became a defensive coordinator for six years and then he got a big job offer. Well, guess what? He doesn't have to because he's Deion Sanders. That is like, when you have that level of name recognition, that is going to go a long way here's, in college football recruiting. Here's why that matters. Uh, this past recruiting class, Jackson State, had the 55th best class in the country. That was better than TCU and Iowa State. 
That's something. Yeah, that, is, yeah. that is a big that thing. Is some, now, that doesn't mean that I think Deion Sanders is the right guy for this job. There's a difference between coaching at Jackson State and coaching at a program like TCU in a Power 5 conference. The expectations are higher. The hours are longer. All of that stuff is true. But if he's committed to it, and that's an if because I don't know, I think he could be successful attracting players. Is he going to be able to call a game in he the does, fourth quarter? Does, does he, well, yeah, I, but, I don't know. Does he have to? Like, well, here's number as one. As long as he number surrounds one. himself with the right people. No, he doesn't have to. Well, well, no, but number one, who's to say that Deion Sanders in the fourth quarter of a game can't say, go for it, kick field goal, any better than any average college football coach? Because it's just in. There's a lot of dumb decisions every... Yes, from, right. from guys who've been right. doing it for 30 years. There's dumb decisions by these football lifers every single weekend. So if he makes a decision at times it's questionable, he'll be right in line with everybody else that's coaching in college football. That all said, Deion Sanders knows football. You don't play in the NFL as long as he did and not understand X's and O's, where guys should be. Now, is he the best you know, on-the-field coach to say in a practice... This is what you have to do to get better. I don't know. I'm not there. Is he the best in game planning for the week at deciding this is how we're going to attack this offense, this defense, etc.? I don't know that either. Maybe he is. But there are lots of coaches in college football now who are okay with X's and O's, okay at coaching them up in practice. They are legit at going out and walking into a living room and saying, you should come play for me. And the parents and the kids say sign us up we're ready to go that if 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 he can nail recruiting and it does get different when you're not at jackson state yes, right it does it when does. you're in when you're in the big 12 sec any of that big 10 doesn't matter like every other school has targeted <laughs> campaigns against you messaging campaigns it's like here's why you shouldn't go play for him he the xyz and they hammer that into these recruits as much as they hammer why you should come to our school so if he can prepare himself for that then yeah i think it's all about then who he hires to be around him and you know what kind of job retention he can have from all the assistants but that's every college coach anaheim ducks gm bob murray has been placed on leave as the league investigates his behavior he would apparently blow up regularly and send threatening messages and, you know, take everything to the extreme. He would threaten people. And look, I, I know some people read this and say, well, it's sports, man. It's, it's an intense atmosphere. And yeah, like a lot of jobs across the country, there is an intensity when you're running a sports franchise. And sometimes a little bit different than if you work in a cubicle for a data processing company. I get that. But I think, you know, we're in 2021 now. There is a difference between high expectations, high pressure job, and usually high salaries that come with that. And still being able to treat people as human beings and with a little bit of respect. Right? I think texting people at 3 o'clock in the morning... F-bombs and I'm going to come get you and you're terrible and you're fired. All of this stuff. Actually, just fire that person then. Or, 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 yeah, or maybe you're not cut out to do this because, look, man, this is the reality. It, there, You could argue that there are some places, you know, I'm sure if you go work on Wall Street for some of the big firms, there are people who act just as ridiculous or more so in the boardrooms and at the executive level or at even lower levels than that, who are over lots of people, get paid lots of money. 
The the question is not is is well does that make it okay for him? No, the question is should anybody act like that towards someone else who's working for a job? I get being mad, I get being frustrated, I get the job's not getting done. The reality is you can treat people better there's, than that. There's a way to handle it. That that as you always point out, these leadership books I'm quite sure are sitting on everybody's desk who gets busted for crap like this. I'm sure, you know, a lot of these guys who have been involved Robert Sarver with the Suns. I bet he's got leadership books out the wazoo, too. Does it help when you're... It doesn't matter how many of those things you read, though, but all of them will tell you in those books, don't treat people horribly. Be a good person. Be someone people want to follow around and go, I'd like to help that person achieve the goals that they have for all of us. But if people don't believe that you have their best interest in mind, they're not going to want to work with you. Bottom line. These are high-pressure gigs. And a lot of these guys are paid a lot of money. But you, you mentioned Wall Street. Even on Wall Street, they've had a come-to-Jesus moment. Where I forget the company. I think it was Goldman Sachs about a year ago. Had a thing where low-level employees just got tired of working 120 hours a week. Sure. For little to no money. And, you know, they were, they were having suicidal thoughts. And they just wanted a break every now and then. And the, the response from the financial community is, this is the way it's always been done. And it's like, all right. But at some point, everything changes, right? Just because it was always done like this, now we know a lot more about mental health in relation to physical health and substance abuse. And perhaps... This is not the best way to run your business. Well, right. And and look what happens in, in systems where that occurs. The only people who stay in those systems are people who are like, yeah, I'll work 100 hours a week. I don't care. And then they don't care. They thrive in that environment. They get to the top and then they go, okay, everybody underneath me, do what I just did. And the cycle repeats itself. All the right. people are like, that's insane. I'm not doing that. I have more dignity and self-respect than to do that. They leave, they go find other jobs, and all that perpetuates is a culture that can be bad. If that's your whole industry, that's bad. If it's one team in an industry like you know a sports franchise, that's bad. But yeah, just because it's been done that way forever doesn't mean it's the way it should be. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Plenty of slowdowns to watch out for right now. You are going to find some slow traffic on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is slow on Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. And watch out for delays on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Buick. It's going to be about a five-minute backup. Starting report is sponsored by News Nation. All too often, the media are ignoring the everyday heroics of our policemen and women. Well, that changes on News Nation. Dan Abrams and his live PD sidekick Sticks are back on primetime on Dan Abrams Live. Weeknights at 8, 7 Central on News Nation. I'm Leanna Ray with Dan traffic their collective iq is lower than they think it are this is common man and t-bone on campus coming up in mere moments name dropping with jeff rimmer at 5 34 jackets not playing until friday when they host the capitals i think they host the capitals i've that said it now sounds, so they have they have right. to yeah i saw that people were crapping on Longtime CNN anchor Wolf Blitzer today. Oh, what happened? Well, because with Wolf? he, you know, he was at a gas station, okay, in Washington, where he lives, and took Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah. state, <laughs> and took a picture of the price of gas. 
at okay. this gas station. It was like four thirty-five or whatever it is. Sure, that's expensive for regular unleaded. And this is the price of gas in Washington D.C. Is what he said on there. Sure, and people are crapping on him, saying it's not like that everywhere in Washington D.C. Your your gas lighting, it's not that bad. And it's like he took a picture of where he was. The hell are we doing? He didn't. He didn't move the numbers up there. <laughs> this is the place he was at, and he took a picture of the sign. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I know that. Like, I'm sure there's something about. Well, that's not reflective of everywhere, and and he's and uh, that's true. But okay, who cares? The guy. Took What's the it. difference? Also, I don't know why you're on. If you're on CNN, I don't know. Like, I found a picture. Like, here's what I did today. Like, I don't know why you're taking pictures of random things near you and saying anything about it other than here's a picture but that's fine if he wants to tweet it out it's his own twitter account i could no, decide we're, not we're to follow so, or whatever everybody is so embedded in whatever position they happen to hold in that moment that's true i it's, it, get out all right look at other people <laughs> where are we supposed to look at them look at their soul bone oh okay look at their soul and relate to them Wolf I don't Blitzer. believe any of what I'll, I'll I'm saying. At, I'll I look at Wolf Blitzer's I soul. hate everybody. I look at Wolf's. <laughs> look at his soul. He took a picture of a gas station sign. I, well, what I'm saying is, it's my my frustration is that's just a really boring picture. Like, who wants to see a sign of a gas station, right? Like, that's just boring. Well, that's fine. He should really work on working his genitals into the picture for the next time. Here is Little Wolf. And can you believe the gas prices? He is. He actually has named it the same name as the guy who made all those Law and Order shows for many years, Dick Wolf. That's right. That's right. On campus, Common Man and T Bones on campus. The latest college sports news and notes. Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Don't go through another furnace breakdown. For fast, friendly service, call the experts at Logan Services now for a free estimate and next day furnace installation. Well, man, uh, the odds to win the men's basketball national championship are out. And no shock here that Gonzaga leads the way. Six to one odds. Best that you can get on the sports books in Vegas. Uh, They are the only single digit odds to win that. Of course, very good team. Bringing back a lot. Bringing that too back a lot of talent. Michigan, 12 to one. UCLA, 12 to one. Villanova, 12 to one. Kentucky, Purdue, and Texas are at 14 to 1, and Duke and Kansas at 16 to 1. Meanwhile, also for the Bulldogs, they have three players who are on the 2021 Wooden Award watch list. I guess this should be the 2021 2022 Wooden Award watch list. Uh, but yeah, that that is uh, the most of any team in college basketball. In addition to Gonzaga, schools with multiple players on the initial Wooden list include Bama, Baylor, Duke, Illinois, Kansas, Kentucky, Memphis, Michigan, North Carolina, Purdue, and UCLA. So those watch lists don't necessarily tell you the whole story, but good summation of who the good teams are if they have multiple players included on the watch list. So let them live. Now you know. On to college football. Uh, You're going to be shocked to find this, Mike, that the AAC commissioner, Mike Oresco, not happy with Cincinnati being ranked at number five he talked about how he feels that it is not the same standard applied to the bearcats as it is everywhere else here's his quote there is unfair pressure on the bearcats to get style points that power five conference teams are not required to produce 
We asked the selection committee for consistency, nuance, and fairness. We are not getting those things. Instead, we're getting double standards and shifting goalposts. Okay. He said if Cincinnati goes undefeated, they should not need any help to make the playoff position I agree with. He also brought up Ohio State. He said, ask Ohio State and especially Oklahoma how easy it was to defeat Tulsa playing at their stadiums, no less. So it's a fair point, man. I mean, we all remember how the Tulsa game went here up until like the last two minutes where all of a sudden all hell broke loose and the scoreline looked vastly different. That was a tight game. And it's and he's right in pointing out no one brings up Tulsa when they talk about Ohio State, but they will bring it up when we're talking about Cincinnati. And I don't necessarily think that's completely fair. All right. <laughs> disagree. No, it's just, that's not fair. Yeah, okay. Life's not fair. Got it. Well, College sports are not an exercise in fairness. I don't know why we have to keep having this conversation. I know that, but the their stated goal is to be fair for what it's worth. Scott Frost. No, their stated goal is to find the best four teams. Fairness is not in their creed. Well, no, but, I mean, sports are about fairness. Like, the whole thing is about no, it's supposed to be a level playing not, field. No, it's not. Not in college sports. This is not professional sports. Where everybody's playing in different divisions but attached to the same league. It's not the same. Yeah, I just, I guess I disagree that the the, the goal of college football should be okay. let's have a fair playing field. Again, yeah. we can have this conversation. <laughs> That's not where we live. I know we don't, and he's saying that's stupid. That's his complaint, is that it sucks. Why are you bringing this up in a news and notes segment? I just saw it. I don't know what you want. Scott Frost is saying that the sacrifices he had to make to keep Nebraska Cornhuskers football coaches. The sacrifices he had to make. You you fired four assistants. Yeah, he said, I took this job because I love Nebraska and I love this university. It would break my heart to think we made the improvements we have and gotten so close to not get an opportunity to see it through. So it's an easy decision to make any sacrifices I have to to have the privilege to continue to be here. So if you're looking for him to stay on the Christmas card list for all the other guys that just got let go, going to guess that ain't happening. He basically said, yeah, I have no problem getting rid of those guys so that I can keep my job. Guys, so, there you go. this has been really tough on me. I had to have someone else call the four guys that I fired and fire them. Mm. That's tough. That's really tough. I don't know if he did that, by the way. I'm sure he did call him directly or brought no, him into he, the office. He said it was easy. His point was it's easy to make these sacrifices. I'm, I'm happy to do it because okay. I want to stay coaching at Nebraska. So it's like, well, right, okay. at least he's honest. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching that disabled vehicle on I-71 northbound after 670. It has been moved to the right side, but traffic is still slow in this area as they get things cleaned up. And an accident involving an injury still being worked on as well on Wilson Road north of Sullivan Avenue. Please be careful in this area. This traffic report is sponsored by News Nation. All too often, the media are ignoring the everyday heroics of our policemen and women. All that changes on News Nation. Dan Abrams and his live PD sidekick Sticks are back in prime time on Dan Abrams Live weeknights at 8, 7 central on News Nation. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest, here's Man and Bone. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer is coming up at 534. All right, tonight on The Fan, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Buckeye Show at 6. 7 o'clock, it's the Inside Edge. More Jackets conversation. 
8 o'clock, we were supposed to have the 11 Warriors radio hour, but that show has been canceled tonight. Just tonight. Just tonight. No, so I, no. I, yeah. I don't know what we have at 8. That's a little Maybe thing called... Bodie will tell us. The Bode man will tell us. Yeah, I think so. We were supposed to have Cleveland Browns preview show at 9. That's getting bumped to 8, if I'm not mistaken. And then at 9 now. Little thing called You'll See. Look sure. at that. Look at you. Bringing it strong. Panama Ted's off today because he takes random days off during the week and goes to fast food restaurants. This is what he does. He does. On his and, days off. Well, because he, he's not someone who is very... He doesn't like to just be things spur of the moment. He no, if you say to him on out. a random Monday that we're all working, hey, Ted, let's go to Popeye's for lunch on a Monday with no notice. Can't do it. No, no. He's got to be prepared. So let him live. That's that's his deal. But he, he likes to take Wednesdays off. Yeah. And that's that's a, that's his thing. What so. should we get him for Christmas? I feel like we should get him a joint gift because I always get him something and you always yeah, get him something. Yeah. But I think we should join forces. What do you think he wants? We should get him a like some kind of I don't know a poster or something of Wednesday Adams, just because Wednesday is his favorite All day. Right. Sounds sounds like that. a good gift. <laughs> How stupid! What should we get him though? It's got to be something I don't nice. Know. I don't know. He has no personality. He doesn't well, like anything. No, I mean I I know what we could get him, but it seems cliche, right? Because he's a big Dallas Cowboys fan. We could just go on NFLShop.com and go buy him like a nice. Cowboys hoodie, and, and I just, I don't know. I feel like that's just a thing that anyone could do. We know him. Yeah. We work with him every day. That seems like anyone would get him that. Who but was he'd, probably, like, he'd probably like that, though. That's the other thing. What is size that, do you think he is? Medium? Oh, man, I think he's a large. Well, he likes it flowy. Yeah, yeah. Cause he's I, a small guy. Well, but I, bought him, I bought him an Arsenal sweatshirt before, and I think that's what it was. I had one year. I've bought him an Arsenal's shirt. I have bought him a red shirt. And then I bought him the wrong size. And then it took forever to get a return back from the What size MLB did you shop. get? Medium? Yeah, no, I think I got whatever I got. It was it was like the normal size I get for him. And it was then too small because of how it was made. So, oh. whatever. Fancy cut. Yeah, here's what we should do. Modern cut. We should just ask him what size are you for sweatshirts. And then... You can already probably guess what we're going to get you, Ted, but then not tell him. Here's my problem with modern cut. Okay. I continue to see on the news all the time that as a society, we have never been fatter. Yes. So why are we making clothes sizes smaller to fit these fat people? I don't know, but I have a theory. It's, it's, it borders. It is a conspiracy theory, but I'll, I'll let it live. The theory is that the weight loss industry and the clothing industry are working together. Mm. Where like is JFK Jr. running both no, of these? Yes, yes, he runs both of them, and that's what all of your clothing and all of your fitness equipment I made see. by his company. Anyway, but the goal is you know Peloton spelled backwards. <laughs> no, Delope. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but here's the thing: the Bible code has it. Hang in on. Though. The point is, you have a problem with people being fat. People maybe not go into gyms, or maybe they go, they quit, they go, they quit. So then the clothing company's like, well, why don't we make the clothes smaller? We'll get a kickback from the gym people. The gym people are like, make the clothes smaller. We'll give you part of the proceeds. Mm -hmm. They make the clothes smaller. You feel bad when you go to the store because nothing fits. You run to buy a gym membership or fitness equipment or whatever, and then the cycle repeats itself. Because then they're like, oh, they're getting in shape now. They're like, well, 
make them smaller. And so now all the clothes, you're going to, we're going to get to a point where we are going to weigh 500 pounds each. All of us are in rascals and the only size available at the store will be an extra, extra small teeny. They're going to call it a small teeny. It's not even a small. And that's where we're going to be. You we're put a lot of thought miserable. into this. We're going to be miserable and sad because none of the clothes fit. I think you may be cuckoo for cuckoo puffs. Cocoa puffs. Hey, cuckoo for cuckoo puffs. Is this a good time to announce that I'm also running for Congress? Because I am doing that. I'm running for Congress got my vote. with that conspiracy theory as my platform. That's all I'm running on. Nothing else. Running as an independent on that. Sounds good to me. Okay. Can I be your deputy? Deputy Congress person. Yes. Not running for Senate, just Congress. So you can be my... Well, you don't think they have assistants? Yeah, they do. All right. You want to be an assistant? You want to be like my chief of staff? But see, those people are the ones actually doing the stuff. Mm, you don't want that. All right. The actual Congress person, not involved in the shadow government. No, 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 no. But their deputy... The deputy, that's where yes. you want to, you want to be deputy Congress. They're ordering pepperoni person. pizzas and diddling kids. <laughs> that's right. Shadow government. JFK Jr. shows up. <laughs> I'm glad to do the show with Jim Caviezel, my guy. Not my guy. <laughs> just you know just to be clear. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I like how you said that. Did you know this, by the way? That he's crazy? Yeah, no, I no, know no. that. Did you know Jim Caviezel actually got struck by lightning when he was shooting the Passion of the Christ? No, I didn't know that. That's a real that. thing. He's talked about it on multiple occasions that he was like up there on whatever hill. And there have other people confirmed this or just yeah. him? Like, well, that's what I mean. Like, he can make up the story. One of the other people who's confirmed it is Mel Gibson. So. For what it's worth. But it it is apparently a well-known thing in the industry of film that he got struck by lightning while he was shooting that movie. And he views it as like a, there you go. I'm doing the right thing. And I would view it as, stop. Let's turn back. We're Like, if you get struck by lightning doing almost... if, If you're on your tablet that you have reserved for special activities at the house. My porn pad. And you get hit by lightning. Are you viewing that as like, I should keep doing this or viewing it as, well, maybe there's something to all that religion stuff. I, I'm going to go, you know me, I don't, I'm just saying anything. if you get hit by lighting, most people I think would say, uh, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing here. He did not view it that way. He said, this is my mission. So good for him. I guess he survived thankfully, but there you go. He got struck by lightning while shooting that movie. Rundown, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Krieger Ford. Visit them online at KriegerFord.com. Home of the Krieger Commitment. Best cars, best people, peace of mind. College football playoff rankings out last night. Georgia stays at one, Alabama's two. Oregon moves up a spot to three. Ohio State moves up a spot to four. So if the season ended today, those are your playoff teams. Bad news, I guess. If you're a Buckeye fan, season does not end today. No, it doesn't. Cards subject to change. Good news, though, is I think the committee is showing that they believe Ohio State's good enough. Well, they have to. If they believe Oregon is good enough, they have to believe Ohio State's good enough. Well, (laughs) because that means no one has a better loss in the country than Ohio State. Well, and it (laughs) it all hinges on what do you believe the committee believes because in their own top 10 last yeah, last night, 
They had Michigan, Michigan State, who just played, and they ranked Michigan ahead of Michigan yeah, State. Yeah, well, let me let me finish the top ten. Ahead, so yeah, Cincinnati's yeah. at five. They're up a spot. Michigan is at six. They're up a spot. Michigan State falls four spots to seven with their loss. Oklahoma stays at eight. Notre Dame up a spot to nine. Oklahoma State up a spot to ten. It looks like the committee is saying that they apparently are willing to look at two teams who played each other and one of them lost to the other one and then say, but we think this other team is the more complete team anyway. They just said that about Michigan when it came to Michigan State. Sparty beat them and they said, yeah, we know that, but Michigan still better. So they moved them over Sparty. Would they do that with Ohio State and Oregon? I have to believe they would. Right? That they would they would look at it if Ohio State is beating Michigan. So I'm just saying if it comes down to Ohio State or Oregon, only one of them gets in. Let's say they jump Cincinnati in the next few weeks and get to that point. I I don't know, man. I mean, I wouldn't like I don't like that idea of it coming back to what happened when they play head to head, but the committee has done it before where they've said, Yeah, but we don't care about head to head. They they say they care about it, but when the final toll rings and they have to make actually the final picks I'm going to say they don't care as much about head-to-head. They're going to say who's playing the best right now, and if they think that's Ohio State, they'll give it to them. So the undefeated teams in this top 25, and some people think that a couple of the undefeateds are getting screwed, but we're not focusing on the right one. So Georgia's undefeated, they're number one. Cincinnati's undefeated, they're number five. Oklahoma's undefeated, they're number eight. Oklahoma fans very upset that they're not higher on this list. But there is another undefeated that just showed up in the rankings for the first time last night. Oh. At number 23. Do you know who it is? I did. I forgot to look. Who is it? It's Utsa! Oh, yeah. (laughs) University of Texas, San Antonio. Utsa. Utsa. Undefeated. Yeah. If they win all their games, they got to be there. Utsa. Here's the thing. I've got Utsa, Doc. I say... I need a pill for my Utsa. (laughs) Let's have Utsa. If Cincinnati and Utsa are both undefeated, have them both play. Winner gets in. Good with that. Let it happen. Fine with me. I would love to see that. That'd be great. I'd watch that. Yeah. Two undefeated teams playing for one spot in the title game. Like That is all I think these group of five teams are asking for is just tell us what we have to do. If we win all our games, what else do we have to do? And if the answer is win them by a lot. Okay, then how much is a lot? Because if you blow everybody out, they might say, "Ah, oh, well, they just played nobody." So I don't, I don't know what their pathway is, and I think that's where their frustration comes. But you're right; we talked about this earlier. Welcome to college football. It is not fair. I need some ointment for my utsa. Buckeye hoops survive Akron last night. Zed Key with the game winner. Uh, EJ was very good for most of that game, and then he got in foul trouble and. Committed the worst foul on the planet with that well, four-point play. No, don't do that again. Don't and do I don't, that again. I don't think, I hope he won't. Um, that was dramatic. Unnecessarily, maybe. You got to get some you know, outside shooting and some guards to do something on this team. But hey, Akron, I think, was a good team last year. They're probably going to be a good team this year. It was a nice early season test. Thankfully, you won the game. Well, as this game was winding down, I was all prepared to kind of come in a little bit heavy on Chris Holman and say offense because again it it has been right this has been a thing that's happened for a few years where there tends to be some standing around and watching the best player do his thing and I felt like that happened at times last night with Ohio State's offense you know with EJ Liddell and then defensively 
that question of should you foul or not when you're up three and it's a you know 10 seconds or less type of situation there are a lot of people saying yes you foul and you just let the other team only have a chance to get two points not three but he chose not to and then the worst possible scenario occurred and Akron takes the lead so I was very upset about both of those situations and then he goes and draws up a great inbounds play that leads to and, and great execution by the Buckeye players, right? Malachi Branham, hell of a pass. Zed Key, great finish. Big time plays from those guys. So, yeah, Chris Holman, I think, does still have some work to do with this offense. And defensively, that was a poor decision. But way to save it at the end with a great inbounds call and great execution. Utsa. The Rundown. The Rundown. 35-year-old internet stat guy doesn't like New York City. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find that earlier disabled vehicle is finally cleared from I-71 northbound after 670. All lanes have reopened in that area. And you're going to find some heavy stop-and-go traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 east split. Plan on some heavy slowdowns over there. Traffic report is sponsored by News Nation. All too often, the media are ignoring the everyday heroics of our policemen and women. Well, that changes on News Nation. Dan Abrams and his live PD sidekick Sticks are back in prime time on Dan Abrams Live weeknights at 8, 7 central on News Nation. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Broadcasting live from the Tacoma Dome, here's Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer is coming up at 534. Uh, Frank Gore apparently doesn't have enough head trauma for his liking because he is engaging in celebrity boxing with former NBA player Darren Williams. Right, I, I'd seen that early the other day. I think maybe we even talked about that Darren Williams was going to be doing celebrity boxing, but I didn't see who the opponent. Well, was now now be. we have it. It's it's Frank Gore. Wow, who uh, you know played for a long time in the National Football League, and he's one of those guys that just lowered his head on every single play and absorbed tons of contact. Sure did. And I I, I look, man, I don't know. It affects everybody differently. Maybe he'll live to be 90 and sharp as a tack. I highly doubt it. But now he wants to do some boxing. Very, I mean, again, I don't think you could play the way Frank Gore did and not enjoy contact, not enjoy the physical impact. Of if getting, it were up to him, he'd still be playing. Right. I'm saying, like, guys like that are, th- th- it does not surprise me that he would want to go do boxing or some other physically demanding sport like that. Because there's just something, I guess, about when you're used to it and you've proven that you can take it, right? I guess it's the same thing as, you know, these people who they're endurance athletes and you see them do like a marathon and they do another marathon, then they do 20 marathons and then they're like, yeah, I'm doing ultra marathons now. And it's like, what's that? Oh, 100 miles in Death Valley. Oh, like, and then after they do those, they're like, no, I'm doing triathlons where it's like, oh, I bike seven miles or seven hundreds of miles. I swim two miles i run a marathon and it's like there's just some people who are like this is my thing i will never stop doing it frank gore seems to me like someone who would say if there was an option to i don't know wrestle a bear he'd be like well let's give it a shot because he's not afraid like he's not afraid of getting hurt he's not afraid of whatever physical contact that might take not afraid of the dangers of it so i find the evolution of celebrity boxing though very interesting where, you know, back in the 90s, celebrity boxing was Friday night on Fox. 
Oh, nobody yeah. was watching, and it was like you know, Joey Buttafuoco is during doing well, celebrity I, boxing. I want to say Tanya Harding fought. Yeah, she, someone. she did. These D-list celebrities that have no money that need to pay their bills, so they get a quick payday. They go on Fox. Now you have guys that have made hundreds of millions of dollars. Yes, doing celebrity boxing. It's interesting because other businesses have evolved like this too. Where it used to be that if you were a big name actor, actress, you wouldn't be caught dead doing a commercial. Mm-hmm. You would go to Japan. Yeah, maybe and, and that. Sure. Do like a whiskey commercial there and the internet didn't exist and nobody saw you. You got your payday and that was the end of it. Now, Kristen Bell's on every single commercial. Hawking rental cars and couches and What's, and everything. Why am I blanking on the guy's name? The he's I he went to Ohio State. Uh, J.K. Simmons, am yes, I? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Does the uh, he's insurance commercial? Hasn't he won an Oscar? Uh, he was. He was so. Well, he was in the the movie with the movie with this is two old men described the movie with the drummer where he yelled at the drummer. Remember that? Yeah, I want to say that was at least Oscar nominated, and I think it won some awards. I think he might have won one of them. Well, your point is, he's a, scripts are showing up to his house yes, now. Yes, and he is the farmer's guy. Yes, that's right, farmer's guy. It's just, that's, and I mean, maybe he signed up for that before he did all this other stuff, but I, you're right, that's just very different. Well, look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> during the offseason. Yeah, true. It's like, oh man, you may not play football, and at least the reports that we got was, huh, eh, I don't care. Sure. I've accomplished my thing. If the Packers don't want to play ball with me, then I won't play ball with them, and I'll retire. But now that State Farm is pissed off at you, now, well, then now I gotta go. I'm sorry if my comments offended people. And um, <laughs> anyway, I'm just an athlete here. I'm not a political political activist. So go about your business like a good neighbor. There's a lot of money involved, man, and I know he's made a lot of money. But that's the money that you can do. You you can do those State Farm commercials well after you stop playing. So you can not just have the lifestyle you're accustomed to, you can probably get to the point where you keep making enough money and perhaps you can go do even bigger things with your money. Perhaps you can be part of an ownership group someday of some of these things. That's that's where I think some people, not all, but at least in Aaron Rodgers' case, maybe that's why he cares. But yeah, it is very weird to see two guys, like you said, in Frank Gore and Darren Williams, who both made if not hundreds of millions in, in Frank Gore's case, close to it. And certainly well, Darren, Darren, Williams, Darren Williams made a hundred million dollars. Yes. So uh, it's weird to say, all right, those two guys just want to go and box for who knows what, but it's not, it's not that type of money. Uh, I saw this today. Of course, I thought of you because you're a Mets fan. Mets have had a problem finding a general manager. New York Mets president, Sandy Alderson says the biggest impediment in the club's dragging search for a general manager isn't his presence nor owner, Steve Cohen but the spotlight created by the New York market. Here's the quote. I think it's mostly about New York and not about, you know, Steve or the organization or what have you. It's a big stage and some people would just rather be elsewhere. So all the 35-year-old internet stat geeks they're looking at don't want the bright lights of New York City. I always find it interesting when people who work in markets like this blame the market, and indirectly say to the fans, I'll tell you what, if you, didn't, if you people didn't care so much, 
Well, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Talk about us and post about us and hold us accountable and put the pressure on, then we'd have no problem hiring people. But unfortunately, everybody that we talk to doesn't want to deal with the pressure. Well, and Sandy Alderson tried to kind of make that sound like, I love it. I, I love the challenge. It's great. But we just can't find a lot of people who are as tough as me. Now, let's let's walk you through the last eh, about 12 months or so of the Mets front office woes. So last offseason, Steve Cohen, who took over ownership of the team, and Sandy Alderson, who was brought in basically, he'd been there before, had to leave, came back, brought in basically to kind of consult and oversee the formation of this front office. Last year, they tried to hire a president of baseball operations. Could not do that. So they said, well, let's just hire a GM and... Instead of hiring the president of baseball ops who could then hire a GM, we'll just hire the GM and have no president of baseball ops. So they hired Jared Porter. 40 days after they hired him, that's when the story broke that he was sending all these horrible messages and being inappropriate. And so he got fired. Who did they replace him with? They replaced him with Zach Scott. Zach Scott then took the job and on November 1st was let go after over the summer he got arrested for a DUI reportedly I want to say from leaving Steve Cohen's house after a party. Yeah, there was so, some sort of team gathering. Yeah, so that was not that was not a great look. So now two guys out in a year for various reasons. This this whole thing might also have to do with the fact, Mike, that do you know who is on the payroll of the Mets in the front office? A guy by the name of Bryn. Bryn Alderson. Sandy's son, who's a he's a man, he's 40, and he is the assistant general manager of the team. So Sandy Alderson was asked, like, hey, do you think like the fact that your kid is kind of just sitting there waiting to get a little bit more experience and then he's going to take over as one of these jobs? And he's like, ah, no, it's the city. No one's thinking about market. that. It's I not mean, my kid, the guy hiring for the position has his kid in the front office and he's like, I didn't even talk to my son about who we're hiring. And it's like, yeah, again, I don't think that's your issue, Sandy. It's that your son works in the front office, and maybe he deserves to. Maybe he's the brightest mind in baseball front office history. But it's going to make some people say, I got to look over my shoulder constantly for this guy's kid. And if he doesn't like what I'm doing, guess who's probably going to report back to dad? So who wants to be involved? Just make yeah, your dad son- is my boss. His kid is my underling. Right. Reports looking to me. right over my shoulder on everything I do. Yeah. That's and the awkward. Sec- and then the second I screw up. No, but it's a city. And it's definitely not like Brent Alderson definitely has no desire apparently to be the GM. Just name him the GM. Have him be there for a couple years. It'll suck. You'll have to fire him. And then maybe you can actually hire someone. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watching an accident right now on Wilson Road north of Sullivan Avenue. This is still causing slowdowns in that area. Police remain on scene. Please be very careful. Keep an eye out for those guys on the road. You'll also find some heavy stop and go traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Plan about a five-minute slowdown in that area. Strap the board is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Good News Ohio. Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe, safe auto. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Fan. Common Man and T-Bones. Name dropping. With the biggest name dropper of them all, the CBJ's Jeff Remmer. Sponsored by Buyers Imports by the Airport. 
Every single Wednesday, we talk to our guy, television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets. It's name dropping with Jeff Rimmer on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Hello, Rims. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Nice to be with you. Always nice to talk to you. When we spoke to you last week, uh, Jackets were just getting ready to play the first game of a back-to-back against the Avalanche. And while they weren't off to their best start, the Avalanche weren't, you said you still expect them to be one of the best teams in the league. Well, Jackets won both of those games, picked up four points. So what do you think about the Jackets knocking off the Avalanche? What a great question that was. I did such a great job setting that up. I'll tell you what, Rims. That's broadcasting heaven. That was a bunch of gobbledygook to ask, what do you think about the Jackets winning games? (laughs) Listen, uh, I had a couple spy reports. Missed uh, uh, one of the shows here this week. Had a couple spy reports that you guys, ah, we know what Rivers going to say. We know what Jeff Rivers going to say. I like how you're doing an impersonation of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm impersonating you. I got it. Not me. Not me, and a very poor imitation of you, I might add, but imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Uh, No, hey, give the boys full marks. Not only, and and this is late-breaking news, but not only did the Blue Jackets sweep the home-and-home series, but they've knocked Nathan McKinnon, their best player, and as Jody refers to, a superstar in the National Hockey League, which he is, he's out a minimum of three weeks, perhaps even longer. And uh, that's going to be a big loss, let me tell you. Uh, They are struggling. They've had a number of injuries. But give the Blue Jackets full marks. And you know what? As I said to you guys before the start of the season, the Blue Jackets are a better team than people are giving them credit for. They get full marks for their 7-3 and record. I can continue for several minutes if you want. But from Elvis Merzlikens on out, you know, let's not forget Jonas Corpusalo, who's played well as well, got those back-to-back starts last week. But the fact of the matter is, this team's getting timely scoring. The young players are coming through, notably Cole Sillinger, and uh, the Jackets are going to continue to surprise team all season long. Well, and you're right, Rimmer. The youth on this team has been a very pleasant surprise. But let me ask you, with Brad Larson, I mean, this is a tie for the best start in franchise history Obviously, all the caveats apply. It's a long season and all those other things. But can we read something into perhaps Brad Larson's approach with this younger group maybe being a little different? I know he worked with Tortorella for many years, was around this team. But do you think now that Tortorella isn't involved in, in this process that maybe Larson brings a little bit different energy and players are responding to that? What do you, what do you make of the coaching change more production walks out the door this offseason, and this is a great start. What, what do you attribute that to? Well, I, I give it, uh, again, as I said, it's it, it's a combination of things. And, and you're right, Brad Larson has brought a different approach to the hockey team. I think they needed a different voice. I think that uh, the players collectively who have been given more responsibility, uh, and, and let's start with Zach Wierenski on the blue line. Zach was in the shadow of Seth Jones. His ice time is up better than two minutes per game. Uh, his play has been outstanding. Uh, there's new players that have come in on that blue line. Jake Bean, what a great find that yeah. was. The Jackets yeah. give up a second round pick. Yes. No, I was just, I was agreeing with, I was saying, yes, he's great. 
Oh, oh, Sorry, oh, oh, you're okay. fine to keep going, Rims. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, this, is, this is off to a good no. start today. <laughs> Jake, Bean, Jake Bean was the American Hockey League defenseman of the year. And uh, I, I was surprised Carolina left them un, unprotected in the expansion draft. And then they turned around when the Jackets traded Seth Jones and took a second-round pick for him. Uh, I, I thought he played well in... Uh, in Carolina before the trade. And then you look up front, we mentioned Cole Sillinger, uh, Chena Cobb picked up his first two points in the second game of the home and home series with, with Colorado. Uh, we're seeing Boone Jenner given added responsibility and stepping up. He's either on the number one or the number two line. And then you get to coaching, right? It's a different voice. Uh, Brad had this team prepared. As I said to you guys several weeks ago, during training camp, talking to some veteran players like Corrali, who comes over from the Boston Bruins. We know how successful the Bruins have been in recent years. And yet Corrali tells me the team at this point have gone through their toughest training camp for him personally and for the team. And, and it was echoed by several other players. Jake Voracek has come in. He's added a dimension on the power play. Patrick Laine, until unfortunately uh, he came up with the injury. Uh, well exceeding his performance here last year, and he had to. So there are just so many variables, and and I, I give Brad Larson tremendous credit for coming in here and, and settling everybody down and giving everybody uh, exactly what the roles are going to be, and, and he's played it to a tee. They've got a great coaching staff. Uh, they bring in uh, a couple of new coaches, one on the blue line, one up front, and, and hey, this team is playing at a high clip, and I, I expect it to continue. Anybody else you want to name? You pretty much named everybody on the ice and in the front office. And, you know, behind the scenes, people don't realize this. Did Boomer have anything to do with their success? Have they reanimated Boomer and brought him back out? Behind the scenes, Rimmer would badmouth John Tortorella all the time. (laughs) You you hated him. There we go. You're glad glad he's gone. (laughs) Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer uh, is brought to you by Rimmer's Buddies. Buyers Imports by the airport. Would you like to talk about your buddies? Absolutely. Never give up an opportunity to talk about the uh, the good folks over at uh, Buyers Imports by the airport. And uh, yeah, let's get that cash register going because guess what? The new 2022 automobiles, be they Subaru, Audi, Porsche, starting to come in the dealership now. And uh, it's a, a great place to go, not only to purchase a car, but for sales and service. You know you're going to get A1 service. Everybody is part of the family at Buyers Imports by the airport. And I strongly suggest you go out there and uh, test them for yourselves. I put A1 sauce on my medium well steak, Pittsburgh. Not medium well. He gets it. Did you get medium well or I thought you got it well done? No, no, it was medium well. Oh, okay. Pittsburgh. Yeah, and Pittsburgh. it was a great steak. I like always. it. Burnt on the outside, white on the inside. <laughs> anyway, my steak at Elway's was the best steak that I've had. Oh, will you, will you stop? What a whore. <laughs> is that, wait, is Elway's, is that John Elway's? Is that, is that what the name drop is this weekend? Are you just going to tell yeah, us that yeah, John Elway is your name Elway's. drop? Well, John wasn't there though. Okay, I, good. I was hoping he'd be there. All right, what is the John name drop? Don't tell. Up. Don't tell me going to John Elway's Steakhouse is your name drop. <laughs> no, no, I've got actually a couple of names for you. Jody and I, uh, when uh, we were in Colorado, had an opportunity to have a, uh, a lengthy conversation 
with uh, Jared Bednar, who, of course, was the coach in Cleveland when uh, the Monsters, the Blue Jackets uh, AAA team or American Hockey League franchise, uh, won the Calder Cup, and several of those players have uh, found themselves on on NHL teams, and, and happy to say guys like Oliver Bjorkstrand is here and, and a very important player. But anyway, Bednar went out of his way, and this is before game one, to just talk about how much he liked the team, how much he liked the coaching staff. He had McCarthy on his staff uh, with the Monsters, and he and and uh, obviously uh, Brad Larson had worked previously together. Brad, in fact, hired Bednar. Bednar got the first NHL job. Then I come uh, come home and uh, get a chance to talk to my good buddy, Keith Jones, who, of course, is now on TNT and still uh, analyst for the Philadelphia Flyers. And then he tells me he now that he does the national games, he gets a chance to see a few more of the Blue Jacket games. And he's going uh, and, and just talking about how impressed he is with the Blue Jackets start and the players on the team. So it's it's become universal and quite a change, guys, quite a change from uh, what was being said prior to the drop of the puck and the start of the uh, 21-22 season. All right, listener requests. They have requested that we start grading your name dropping. So I'm going to give <laughs> that name dropping a D plus. I was not impressed. Why? I just wasn't impressed Why? with it. I want I want better stuff from you next week. Well, wait a second here. Do you want me to make up names? Well, you've done it before. Or do you want to find out? <laughs> no, I have not. I have not. I, I have. I make up news. I'll make up names. Remember, I've got a name to drop on you because I recently ate at the establishment of one Ronald McDonald. Oh, look and I don't at know you. if you've ever met him, but great guy. <laughs> I go way back a lot with kids. With Ronald McDonald, very helpful children's charities. You should get to know Ronald McDonald. I was the one that said you may want to try on these big floppy shoes. <laughs> Yeah, but I, my only question to you at uh, Ronald McDonald's was, did you get your burger Pittsburgh? <laughs> yeah, I did. It was highly disappointing, and I hated it. No, all I'm right, All right, Rimmer, That's we'll talk Pittsburgh. to you next week. All right, take care, boys. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find that early, that earlier accident has finally cleared on Wilson Road north of Sullivan Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area, but plan on some residual slowdowns in the meantime. You'll also find some heavy backups on I-70 westbound between Elm Creek Drive and the I-71 east split. Traffic is slow in that area. This traffic report is sponsored by News Nation. All too often, the media are ignoring the everyday heroics of our policemen and women. All that changes on News Nation. Dan Abramson is live. PD sidekick sticks are back in prime time on Dan Abrams Live weeknights at 8, 7 central on News Nation. Elm Lee and Array with fan traffic. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. How was Rims this week? Crazy. Yeah. He needs to get some better names. He does. Yeah, I didn't. I Sometimes I listen. Like, I sit back there and I'm getting ready to come into the studio. Today was not one of those days. Like, when he got to the end, like, I didn't hear any names that were, like, buzzing with me. So you just... Turned it off? No, I didn't turn it off. I was just like sort of all tuned- of the listeners during that segment. <laughs> I was tuning it out. I mean, I was sitting right in there with with Bodie. Hi, I'm Bodie, and I just what the hell was that? Hi, I'm Bodie. That's know. your impersonation. Hi, I'm Bodie. <laughs> but I don't think ever in in his entire existence of working here, maybe ever in his life, has he just said, "Hi, I'm Bodie." Like, hey guys, has Cowboys he ever- Notre Dame. Ah. 
That's not how he sounds at all. That is not a good Bodie. That's a That's, terrible Bodie. You gotta, uh, how's it going, guys? Uh, Notre Dame Cowboys. Uh. <laughs> That's terrible. He's got a little. He's got a little bit of that going on. If this was an audition, he's to a good do, boy. All I would right? just like it. Good boy. Be, Let the boy sleep in your bed. He's the Hurley boy, of course. <laughs> Hurley walks yeah. in the door now. Jays, let me sleep in your bed. Let him wear Notre Dame clothes. Let me wear your Notre Dame clothes. Honestly, honestly, he has an Under Armour Notre Dame shirt every day. It never changes. With the boatman? Yes. He's got Notice it. There's nothing wrong with that. You like your team. Ride or die with him, Timmy. Where's the cow? I would would respect it even if you you dipped into your Cowboys apparel, but every single day, Notre Dame, Under Armour. I've seen him wear Cowboys stuff. Wear an off-brand. Like, get a Coliseum sweatshirt, for for God's sakes. Switch it up. Look at you. Wow. He's getting ready to drop some F-bombs. I tune you out, Tim Hall. (laughs) How do you like it? Uh, What's coming up on the Buckeye Show? Um... Chops is here. Chops nice. is going to spend the hour with me. All right. So Beautiful. We, we haven't had a show yet. Can't since even the... do an hour by yourself. No, no, you no. selfish bastard. I can do nine minutes, though. Sometimes when you go a minute late, that turns out to be eight minutes. Was that how long fan warm-up yeah, was yesterday? Yeah, nine it was about minutes? Nine minutes long. You kicked us off the air early for nine minutes? Nine minutes. Wow. Must I, be nice. Must I be do, nice to work nine minutes. I, I do a half hour on the warm-up show if you let me. It'd be a good amount of time to get ready right, for go Buckeye ahead, Hoops. Go ahead. Chops is with you. Nebraska football game. We're going to talk about C.J. Stroud and the ability or inability to run the football. Some comments on that this week that we thought were interesting. Chris Holtman, did you see he made it official? Big signing class today. Oh, yeah, in that game last night that ended with a buzzer beater from Zed Key. So a lot to talk about. Dave Holmes in Studio 2. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, uh, apparently Bone. The, the restaurant brands have gotten the idea Bone. of turning their food into alcohol. Taco Bell last year made a red wine that was infused somehow with some of their flavors. I don't Why? know. How that, Why are we But the latest to do this is Arby's. Arby's has decided to partner up with a vodka company to make curly fry vodka. They say that the curly fry vodka will have the essence of their legendary fries. And they say it's a tribute to the mastery of crisp, spiced, curled potatoes. Vodka obviously made from potatoes. So I guess there's some synergy there. But anyway, here's what really bugs me. Other than the fact that there's a curly fry inspired vodka. And that is they decided to also honor the crinkle cut fries. Get with the hell out of here. Stop I trying have, no. to make that a thing. I have, I have, I've said my piece on this. Arby's should not have two different types of fries. It's curly fry. What's yeah. the punishment if you get caught ordering crinkle fries? Jail for how, at least 10 years. 10 years. At least 10 years. I feel like 10 has become your standard sentence. I'm trying I, to be progressive I, I because if that's too lenient. Before I would have said death, death. by fire ants. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Not firing squad, fire, fire ants. ants. Much more painful and how it many? takes longer. Like Indiana as many Jones. As, as many as it takes. <laughs> because 10 million Mike, fire has a, ants? Mike likes to watch you suffer. And then 
This headline is not as good as I thought it was. I thought it said, Fighting Robots will debut at Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics. And I thought, Hugh Jackman on the controls. That's amazing. We yeah. have fighting robots. But then I realized it's not that. It's COVID fighting robots. So they're they're just like glorified Roombas that roll around and shoot disinfectant into the air. So let well, That's fine. Okay. But you got the Olympics don't, coming up soon. Don't, so Don't be standing next to the robot that... Shoots disinfectants <laughs> right in your eyeball. Your well, maybe they can sense like, uh oh, this <laughs> yep. guy, this guy ordered curly fries. I I'll mean, uh, not curly fries, crinkle fries. Yeah, yeah. I ruined the joke. <laughs> you ruined the it. End. That's right. The end. Ruined the joke. Buckeye show is next. Inside Edge at seven. Browns preview show at eight. Nine o'clock. Timmy, you'll see. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident on 270 southbound before East Broad Street. Traffic is bumper to bumper from Hamilton Road in this area. Please be very careful as things get cleaned up. Plan about a 10 to 15 minute backup in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Dawson. Dawson is now hiring distribution of warehouse associates. Start earning up to $23 an hour. Interview today. Text hire me to 255 jobs or visit DawsonCareers.com slash hire me. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.